0: Wow, Revenue has dropped by this much in the last quarter. This slowdown is crazy, so let's take a look at what's going on here. All right? Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of "Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company, decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. So like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to check all these financial numbers in an easy visual format. And today we're going to take a look at Micron Technology and you. They just reported earnings a few, I think, about, I think it was last week. We'll take a look at the quarterly data and see how things behave. Later today, this week I'll probably do one where I take a look at their earnings earnings presentation but first let's take a look at their numbers. So here we are in the income statement of MU. We're going to take a look mainly at revenue, cost of revenue, gross profit, net income and earnings before income taxes. If we see anything fishy, we'll dig in a little deeper. If not, we'll continue to the next statement. So here we have revenue, right? Revenue, we can see there is a slowdown in MU. uh, But the pretty crazy thing is it's not scaring me as I think most people are scared of right now. And let me explain to you guys why. So here we have cost of revenue. So cost of revenue itself has been pretty flat since December of 2016. So December of 2016, cost of revenue was $3 billion. This year was $2.97 billion. Pretty much on par with with December 2012. 2016. Sorry, December 2016. So I wanna be this to me seems when MU peaked at its cost of revenue means to me it's a smart company. It knows how to how to spend um how to spend its money. Right? So that that to me is a good thing. So any money made above since 2012, December 2016, I keep saying 2012, December 2016 is a plus. Let's take a look at the revenue in 2016, of December of 2016 was almost $4 billion. So at $4 billion, it kept increasing and increasing. We can see here, but cost of revenue itself was pretty flat. Now let's take a rep at the look at revenue right now compared to that quarter. So right now we're sitting at $5.83 billion of revenue. That's, that's still pretty high. And we can see here the gross profit, we're still above in the gross profit. We're sitting at $2.86 billion of gross profit. And if we compare it to December of 2016, it was $1 billion. So right when the cost of revenue flat, flatted out, we're still making more money than, than when that happened so to me that that is actually great it means to me we could expect a drop down in revenue and as long as this company maintains with this strong cost of revenue flatline then this company should be fine so next we'll take a look at earnings before income taxes and net income i don't see any big changes compared to net income in earnings before income taxes Usually if I see a big differential between there, I try to look at some things between the three, between from gross profit to earnings before comes to net income. If there's no real difference with how the charts look, and to me, they all look pretty much the same, I jump straight to net income. So here in net income, we're sitting at net income of $1.62 billion. So this company is still making a lot of cash. And again, I just wanna take a look at the December of 2016, in that time, MU was making 180 million dollars compared to today's 1.62 billion dollars, almost a thousand percent increase. So, to me, MU is not scaring me with this drop. With this drop, I am I'm not I'm not concerned at the moment. Let's see if we can see anything else next we here in the income statement red flags analysis that lacy fa gives us and we're just going to see here right revenue versus cost of revenue like i've mentioned before we can see here right that cost of revenue has been pretty flat we slowed down in that revenue decreasing our gross profit here are our gross margins our gross margin is pretty cyclical we can see and at the moment, again, nothing really scares me away. Profit margin is still pretty high at 27.7. And we can see it does seem to have the cycle up and down, up and down. The only thing is we don't know when that cycle ends or when the bottom is. But at the moment, things don't look too bad. So I took a look at the red flags that Lazy F8 gives us. There's nothing right now that's concerning me here. Some of them are just... False, not false red flags but red flags that were triggered due to some error in past data so we can continue it next and look at the balance sheet so here in the balance sheet we'll take a look at assets liabilities that and cash and cash equivalents and right here we can see total assets quarterly has been increasing again pretty good that's looking pretty good to me now i want to see where these assets are mainly coming from are they coming from inventory that the withholding? Are they coming from intangibles or maybe property or plant equipment? So we'll take a look at that next. Total liabilities. Again, I am really liking how this total liabilities is dropping. This, even though compared to last quarter, last quarter was $9.7 billion, This quarter was $11.96 billion, It was about a $2 billion increase. We're still pretty low compared to previous quarters. So that to me, as long as we're not continuing to build up this, Total liabilities right now, I'm definitely not scared away of MU. Am I given getting a buy? Not a hundred percent sure. Um, we'll have to keep looking looking at the data. Total debt again, we can see why that liability is dropping. Total debt at its peak was twelve point four five billion dollars in March of 2017. We're now we're at, um mark pretty much March of 2019, two years later, we're sitting at six point to 4 billion so compared to last year we got it we had an increase of 2 billion dollars and we see that in the total liabilities right in total liabilities that was the reason we had that 2 billion dollar debt increase liability increase because of total debt we increased by 2 billion dollars but again this difference between total assets and total liabilities is going to be our shareholder equity and we're going to see next that is looking really good right now we're at 47 $6.5 billion dollars in assets and About 12 billion dollars of liabilities Cash and cash equivalent this company has plenty of cash and cash equivalents Which are just assets that can be liquidized pretty quickly right now sitting at six point three five billion dollars about two billion dollars higher than last quarter where we can see I wonder if this company took out a loan if it took out a loan for cash we can see where where that money came from, right So it took out it's pro- it probably took out somewhere between the two billion dollar cash loan. That's why we have that total debt increase, and that's why we see a a, um, a two billion dollar cash increase at the same time. So, all right, this company definitely has a nice amount of cash to hold. Next, we'll take a look at the uh, red flags from Lazy FA. Here, assets and liability we can see the huge difference between assets and liabilities where we see this positive shareholder equity right now we're at a peak of shareholder equity sitting at 34.57 billion dollars that's really high right now right we're sitting pretty good looking at this shareholder equity if I was a shareholder I, at the moment I honestly would not feel scared due to that revenue drop here assets distribution and we get to we got our answer of where mainly these assets are coming from these assets are coming from property plants and equipment it has had such a steady up increase to me property plant and equipment is definitely a good thing to have but for it to be 56.36 percent of asset distribution i'm not gonna lie would would throw me off a little bit i would definitely wish wish investments were higher Higher asset distribution. But this is a company that's the, that's actually making products. So they definitely need the equipment, the plants, and all this to, to make sure all their products are being made. But we can see their investments are about probably, I want to say, close to 18 to 20% of the asset distribution. Again, not a bad thing. I just wish we had a lower property, plant, and equipment asset distribution. But like i said the type of company this company needs that that equipment to to continue and make more products and then i just want to see how much inventory is inventory at the moment is only 10 percent for such a big company that's definitely not not a bad thing only being 10 percent of the assets here liability distribution this i'm really liking this dark brown dark red non-current debt and we can see off it's paying off it has paid off a huge chunk of its non-current debt, this is actually pretty crazy. It's non-current debt; it's lower than its payables, which is what oh, the payables are just what money it owes to to other its suppliers, right? So that's that's pretty crazy that it used to be such a huge value. Non-current assets used to be overpowering; that now it's it's pretty on par with with payables, and that to me is looking. Pretty good. Here we can see current debt increased dramatically in this past quarter. Last year was last quarter was three hundred and ninety-eight million dollars. This year is two point sixty three billion dollars. That this company definitely has the cash to pay it. But I wonder if that's that I wonder if the loan they took was a short-term loan, because that's about a two billion dollar increase in current debt. I wonder if they have a short-term loan. We'll find out in the next episode tomorrow where I take a look at the presentation. They might discuss this, and we'll find out there. But at the moment, liability and assets distribution, pretty happy to see liability, non-current debt being dropped down. A little iffy that, that current debt is pretty high compared to the normal, and the normal seems to be around $1.5, $1.2 billion right now we're at. 2.63 billion dollars. So non-current debt is definitely a lot higher than normal. As a distribution, I do like that investments are about 20% of the assets, a little less, maybe 18%. I'm a little freaked, not freaked out, but a little wary that plant property, plants, and equipment are 56% of the assets. But again, this is a company that definitely needs those types of assets to keep producing. Finally, we'll take a look at the cash flow from from operations and so this is actually the only one i care about and the main reason that this is the only one i care about right is because it means this co- company is making money from its everyday use and we can see right right now it's sitting at a pretty high 3.44 billion dollars of net cash from operations and compared to its revenue drop it's actually sitting on par with august of 2017 and august and december of 2017 so again even though we've had this huge revenue drop this company is still pretty efficient in keeping its money and to me that looks pretty good pretty damn good so the next thing we'll take a look at is revenue capacity so this is something new that lazy fa added so here we're going to see revenue the um revenue we're seeing revenue. I think this is yes, this is the trailing twelve months revenue. So this is the revenue from the past 12 months. And here we're taking a look at the property plant equipment right now. So the assets, which was about $26.2 billion, the 56% that we looked. So then revenue capacity is the division. It gives us a ratio. It gives us a ratio dividing the trailing twelve revenue divided by the turn, the current property and plant equipment assets. So this gives us a ratio a ratio of how much revenue this company is making in the past 12 months based on the property and plants and equipment. And right now, we're definitely having a ratio higher than one. We have a 1.14 capacity. If we had a one-to-one ratio, this means this company was making revenue compared to the amount, exact amount of assets from property and plant and equipment. So this company it's pretty crazy how assets and um how the ratio is pretty on par to, to previous what we can see it's a cyclical type data and we're not sure how much how low this can go so that's the only scary part of mu right now it depends on how much this low this slowdown goes but at the moment it's definitely not a scary thing to me and finally we have the net income minus operation cash flow gap. And here we definitely like to see a negative value. So here, right, negative value in this gap indicates that cash from operations was greater than net income. And this is a sign of great of a positive earning quality. So again, we can see this is pretty negative. Um, so it's definitely a great sign and things are looking good. So before I give my answer, let's take a quick review Right, revenue has slowed down dramatically. That's that's definitely not that's the elephant in the room. Revenue has slowed down dramatically, but that cost of revenue has been pretty flat since December of 2016. And right now we're making more money than then than there. So that slowdown is still hasn't hit us hard, and we're still making some great money, net income of 1.62 billion dollars. Right? And we can see. We can see revenue versus cost of revenue in the balance sheet we can see this increase in total assets and we can see this decrease in total liabilities we also have a nice positive cash and cash equivalents the only thing though is that asset distribution i'm not a am not 100 not a big fan of that much equipment being that huge percent of assets and at the same time i am pretty happy we pay down such a high level of non-current debt but current debt for this quarter for this year is actually pretty high compared to previous years. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. But this company definitely has the cash. And that to me is not is, again that doesn't scare me off. It's just something we gotta keep an eye on for future quarters. Finally, we do have a positive net cash flow from operations and it's sitting pretty close compared to like quarter of 2017 of November. So that that to me is definitely pretty good, and for me, MU is still a buy. It might not be as big a buy as it was previously, but it's still a buy. I definitely would look into getting more into investing into MU. And just for one more thing, I just want to look at price to earning ratio. It's official quarter to quarter, and right now we're still still sitting at a pretty decent price to earnings ratio. At 3.58. I wonder what the stock price was at that at that moment, but let's just do a quick calculation. All right, right now we're sitting at 41.3. 41.3. Let's do I'm just gonna I'm just gonna assume that we're gonna maintain this 1.45 for the next four quarters, now 5.8 now 43. 43 divided by 5.8 at seven I, I, this is still pretty cheap in my opinion right for a technology company we're sitting at about 41 actually 41.33 okay. for me okay I'm about seven a seven PE ratio but this is for me assuming this does not increase over time Who knows, this definitely could increase over time. But for me, at the moment, I definitely would give MU a buy. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I mentioned, Lazy FA makes it so easy to look at all this information, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. So make sure to check out the website. I'm curious, would you buy or pass on this company based on the information we just saw? Again, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new videos and post comments on the company you guys want me to take a look at. Have a good night, guys, and see you next time.